to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL, that's B-L-E-A-V in O-W-L, and Believe.com. This week we talk about Hero Pools, the Experimental Card, and the start of Season 3 of the Overwatch League. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. And I guess this is going to be our last episode of season one before we start with season two next week with the start of season three of the Overwatch League. So many numbers. numbers. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers to throw at the beginning of a, of a podcast. Well, at least it's just like one, two, three. Yeah. Well, 24. There's a 24 in there. Yeah. Uh. I'm I'm like really proud of us for lasting through an entire season of this podcast. Like that that's that's big. Yeah, I, I didn't think that we would actually be able to continue this throughout especially during like the off season. I didn't think that right? we would actually have a lot to talk about, but apparently there's always something going on in the league. Yeah, that surprised me a lot too. I was really worried about off season, but we made it through. Somehow there was enough news in, in Overwatch. They yeah, kept us going. We had we had World Cup and other stuff, but still, it's just like mm-hmm. there's some weeks where we're just like, anything happened that changed the meta? Nope. Was there any local events? Nope. All right. Well, we'll find something. Yeah, we we had to dig a little bit, but we made it through. How's your week been? Um, it's been pretty good. We had the we had a Super Bowl party on Sunday. Um, had a lot of people over. So that was that was pretty cool. And then I was pretty much just writing the script for a uh, for another project, which I will finally be able to talk about pretty soon. I would say in like late earliest would be next week. Latest would be Ooh, in two weeks. So exciting. it's kind of so it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there there's all that going on. Um, and I'm just staying busy. That's all that really matters now. Yeah, how about your you? thoughts on the uh, on the football game and the halftime show? Okay, um, Shakira Tongue is a meme. Uh, mm-hmm. That's gonna be meme of the month for sure. Uh, people have to use that. Um, Baby Nut, come on, man. <laughs> well, I'm not impressed with Baby Nut. Not not impressed, but I understand. Like they're like, oh well, you know, the old planter's peanut is getting old. Um. I didn't know that there was a whole like cleaning brand universe where like, you know, the Kool-Aid man and Mr. Clean are hanging out like <laughs> no, there, there's, there's that. There's like the crossover. whole. Yeah, it's just like the uh, what is it? The cleaning product cinematic universe is just oh, coming God. through in commercials now. You you had like Bounty. You had uh, the Charmin thing. I'm just like, dude stacking they're like oh we don't have enough space to put our own but we'll just like tag together and make something so yeah i i guess that's cool but i i kind of want to know where it's going um mm-hmm. in terms of halftime uh shakira and jlo 
definitely an interesting pickup honestly i'm like what what songs have they come out with recently <laughs> but um when it came down to the performance i'm surprised like i'm actually really like impressed by the fact that they are able to keep that physique at at their age um Shakira is 43 and JLo is 50. So I'm just like, astounding. that's Yeah, it's astounding. And I'm like, dude, genetics isn't fair. Like, <laughs> some, some people just get destroyed. And like, these guys are just out there still rocking it. Um, right? So props to them. Like, they're just singing songs from like early childhood. And I'm like, oh, I grew up with that. <laughs> yeah. Like I was a big fan of of Shakira's performance. I wasn't too sold on J Lo, and like, j- just J Lo is supposed to be a dancer, and I get that there's like a bit of an age gap between her and Shakira, but I think dancing wise, Shakira blew her out of the water. <laughs> that that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, commercial wise, I was a little disappointed this year. There were some commercials that were just just blatantly should not have been in the Super Bowl. Um, and then there were some that were fantastic. People are very divided on the Jason Momoa getting skinny and bald one. I thought it was really great. I loved it. I was really about the, um, the dance off with Lil Nas X and Sam Elliott. Yeah. That was, that was a really fun one. Um, I was not about the minions trailer one i i cringe every time something minions happens i think illumination should go bankrupt this very instant um i feel like they just need to branch out to something else that isn't the minions you know that's like a crutch yeah but the thing is for them i i don't think that they're a good film company like every one of their ideas is you can boil it down to ripping off pixar and doing it worse (laughs) It's and just the minions it's, supposed to be like the Toy Story saga where they just like no that's that's know. Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets is their Toy Story, but it's not good. And like, Sing is their attempt to do everything that a Pixar movie would, but just not good. So, yeah. And then as uh, game wise, I just I was half paying attention to it. It's like, oh, okay, Kansas City, which is actually not in Kansas. Um, one. Hooray. Yeah, and for us, I'm, I'm from the Bay Area, so everybody was a Niner fan in, in the entire place. I thought the game was pretty okay. I, I'm i not really into football, but I was just like, it's yeah. cool for the social aspect of just having people over. Um, it's the first time that we actually had people in our house that aren't necessarily Ooh. family, because we, we've yeah. moved moved over to this place, so they're, they're checking it out for the first time. Outside of that, I think the only thing that happened for me was uh, I finally beat Borderlands, um, so I can I can go back to to playing Overwatch. And then when I tried to do my placements, the power cut out. Oh. So yeah, so one of my one of my matches it made me look like I was a lever, which is just gonna wreck me even more. Um, but hopefully I can climb back. Fingers crossed. Shall we begin the Overwatch portion of our podcast? Yes, yes. Let's get into it. All righty then. First things up, uh, the big dev update that Jeff promised us finally came out. Unlike some of the previous dev updates, Jeff did not wear any 
cool merch. He's just wearing normal, plain black clothing. Uh, I've, I'm kind of disappointed, especially after like that one time he had the diva jersey that like set the bar for, for Jeff fashion. And I think he's kind of been letting us down on that department. I think he had to come out with one that was like super serious. He's like, I can't wear a distracting shirt this time. This is actually like hard news. Um, but still, we would have loved to see more merch. More merch that we will never be able to buy. Yeah. The overall theme that I got from watching the video, if you haven't watched it, is uh, this is what you want and we are listening to you. Uh, that's the number one thing that Jeff kept repeating over and over again throughout. Um, so the first thing that they really brought up was the uh, the idea of experimental cards. Um, so what this is going to be is it's going to be in the in-game client, um, we have our main cards like arcade mode, competitive mode, quick play, um, and then workshop. So there's going to be, uh, starting in a couple weeks, there is occasionally going to be another card that says experimental. And what this is going to do is it's going to be a place where um, people across platforms, not just on uh, PC, um, can try out different things that the team is working on with hero balance, uh, changing things around in different game modes, it's essentially going to be like PTR, but across platforms. Uh, unlike the PTR, you'll still get experience credits and bonus rewards with it. The example that Jeff brought up was the uh, the Nuka Cola, whatever, not Nuka Cola's Fallout, whatever the, the soda, the Nano Cola. Thank you, not Nuka Cola, Nano Cola. Um, the Nano Cola challenge with Diva. If you got nine wins, you got the skin. So if you happen to play nine games on the experimental uh you would theoretically have gotten the uh the the skin uh also unlike the ptr what they're doing with the uh the experimentals is they're not looking for stability in the game they're looking for uh how the gameplay works and how we are reacting as a community to it um and just because something becomes an experimental card doesn't mean that they're going to put it for sure in the live game um, unlike what we see in the PTR, which typically has been, if they put it in the PTR, it makes it all the way to the game. Um, as a console player who has never had the PTR, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to, uh, to try things out before they become live because up to this point, it's just been, I'll watch some videos online or I'll, I'll read the news so I know what's coming. And then when it finally comes, I you just kind of you figure out how to incorporate that into your playstyle. I think the most the one time that it really bugged me was when they changed Junkrat's um, bounce on his grenades. It took me like a whole week to get used to how to play him again. So having the experimental cards, I think, is going to be a good way to for us console players, especially, to get more involved with the game, to be more in the loop of what's changing and what's happening it's a good step forward for from where they were where previously they really weren't responsive the community was kind of left in the lurch and then whenever we got things randomly we get them uh i totally agree i feel like they're they're showing that they are making progress rather than just sitting still and being like twiddling their thumbs or at least saying like you know what we may be testing things internally but now we're going to let you see what we're working on um, in terms of like experimental cards and stuff like that. So um, I, I'm excited for experimental cards just for the whole console half, allowing the broader community to have access to these kinds of things. 
um, will create more more discussion, if anything. I think for me, this is definitely a very encouraging sign because with the announcement that they're going to be doing less attention on Overwatch 1 until they get Overwatch 2 out, I was really worried that they would just kind of leave us in the lurch and just we'd have to deal with whatever we had until Overwatch 2 came out. This is very encouraging because it means that they're still paying attention to us. Like they're getting their work done on Overwatch 2, but they're not just saying amuse yourselves until we're ready. Yeah, and if anything it shows that they're listening to the community once again. That's what the main message was is like we're listening and this is kind of what you want. Um and if anything, whatever they test here, they can implement into Overwatch 2 when they get around to it. So if we don't like a certain way how the game is going, um, they can easily discuss it um, and then let us try it out for a little bit. And then, you know, if it is actually really good, they'll move it to Overwatch 2. So the next big thing that they talked about in this dev update or Jeff talked about in this dev update was balance. Um, so balance has been a very big complaint in the Overwatch community overall so far. Um, Jeff assured us that going forward, the balances, balance changes are going to be made more frequently and it's going to be more aggressive because, like I said, we've always we've all been complaining about how unresponsive the dev team has been so far. They let meta stagnate for way too long. Um, they seem to be making changes to heroes that don't really need a change or were never really complained in the first place um the the thing that jeff said is that they're going to be less concerned with trying something out and pulling it back later so try it we're not going to be scared if if you don't like it if you don't like it we'll we'll walk it back they're going to deliberately target the meta as opposed to in previous balance changes where they would just they would change things with stability of the game overall in mind they would change things about seeing how for example, how this character would would play in the game overall as opposed to how it affected the meta. Um, what we're going to get now, hopefully, is they're just going to be focusing on moving the meta forward and then making the changes and tweaks that need to make the game balanced afterward. Um, some heroes are going to get buffed and nerfed constantly, repeatedly, depending on how this meta shifts, um, which, which leaves the possibility to a change being reverted depending on what happens and how we respond. If they can keep to this promise, hopefully a lot of people will be coming back to Overwatch more because it's going to be constantly changing. It's not going to be a dead game anymore. This is going to hopefully breathe new life into the characters that we have so far and how we think about the game. Uh, That's going to tie in hopefully to one of the the topics we're going to cover next. Yeah, I think that the whole idea behind Overwatch's like philosophical thinking for the longest time was like, oh, whatever the meta is, slowly peel it back and then see if it's still alive, right? And then find whatever it is and then nerf it into the ground completely. And then it just like, okay, we're we're doing something else now. So that's how it was like dive. They they kept peeling back Genji. They peeled back uh, Winston and Diva like a lot. Um, it's what they've been doing with double shield, just slowly, slowly mm-hmm. nerfing the shield tanks. Exactly. So they just keep pulling these things back, but then we just find the next, the next best thing, um, and then we run with it. So I do like the fact that 
they're saying we're going to be more frequent and more aggressive with what we see. But um, I, I'm kind of in the Dota 2 mentality where it's like you want everything to be balanced and everything to be viable um, depending on, honestly, um, the map. Because certain teams will like to play a certain way. And if every character, you know, every character will have its flaws and every characters will have their strength. So as long as each character has like a rock, paper, scissors kind of effect to each other, um, the game would be pretty fun. Um, but it does depend on, you know, what teams like to like to do and the way how obviously the community uh, responds to it. So I do feel like that's going to be a big part of the balance. Um, I'm glad that they're saying that we're going to be doing a lot and i'm just very uh very interested to see what they do so the biggest thing i think that came out of this was the hero pools announcement um so this is i get this was the big response that we've been asking for to moving the meta forward uh, a lot of people thought that overwatch was going to implement a a ban system a hero ban uh, Jeff said, no, this is not what we're doing. And this is their solution. Um, so what this means is that each week, one tank, one support hero, and two damage heroes are going to be uh, banned from picking. Um, and it's going to change every week. And no same heroes are going to be banned two weeks in a row. Um, so essentially what this is... And I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, not knowing that this is what they'd actually do. But it's it's essentially just Blizzard mandated hero bans that last a week. Um, this is also going to be implemented in um, the Overwatch League, uh, but for the regular Overwatch game for everybody else, it's only going to be happening in the competitive mode, arcade mode, and quick play will not be touched by this. You'll still be able to play all the heroes there whenever you want. Um, but competitive to keep the meta moving forward. There's gonna be this this ban each week, so that no ma- no uh no meta is gonna last for more than the specifically allocated period of time. Um, now Jeff said that this is still something they're trying out. It's just an idea that they think will work for now, depending on the results and how um how we respond to it. They can make the period longer than a week. They can make it shorter than a week. Uh, he even tossed out the idea of the hero band pool changing with each game. Uh, from what I understand, the way that they're determining uh, how the meta is going to be changed and how the heroes are going to be picked, it's from the last two weeks of data of the game, they're going to take the the most played heroes, put them in a, I guess, a essentially a hat and then just pick one at random to ban i have very mixed feelings about this on one hand i like having all my heroes at the ready but on the other hand i'm excited to see that how this moves the meta forward it's gonna very much discourage people from one tricking i think that it's gonna kind of make hopefully make overwatch feel new again because you're gonna have to learn how to use different characters in different scenarios you're gonna have to have at least one or two backups for each scenario um i think people are gonna have to think a lot more strategically um i know most people in the league at least publicly are are supporting this very heavily uh from from i think i've seen linkser post on it i've seen sinatra post about it so 
they're excited that's not gonna the the hero bands are not going to be implemented during the big games like mid-season finale matches season a stage finale matches um the big cup tournaments uh your thoughts kevin as someone who has previously played in a collegiate scene on this this is going to be really interesting we're still going to have one meta i think um that people and teams will be able to figure out early um they're going to be able to be like okay well this is still like the best thing to run on x y or z map right um and even with certain heroes banned they'll always know what the second best is so in my opinion i do like the idea of the hero bands i do like um it being able to rotate and give us you know kind of a mixed variety but at the same time it could discourage some players who happen to be one tricks right um like let's say if somebody's like really a hard carry at uh widow or something like that and widow's banned for that week they're like okay do i play mccree like is mccree good enough or is mccree the one to go for like yeah hit scan dps have widow uh mccree and soldier and then projectiles have like uh you have like genji farah um technically doomfist is a projectile he is the whole projectile um but (laughs) just body yeah Yeah, exactly just throw yourself at them um but yeah i feel like this really does discourage one tricking which i have no problem with but i know some people do uh that's just the way how they grind um so i can't i mean when you're down in gold and silver and bronze the one tricks are always really toxic so yeah, that's exactly. why that's why we hate the one tricks because they don't know how to play on a team and if you if they don't think that the game is going their way they'll throw that's why we don't like the one tricks if you're a solid carry one trick like i'm guessing the league one tricks are fine like you, you do your job but like down where we are it's not happy it's not a fun time yeah, and I feel like it is going to be interesting to see what teams decide to run, especially if, like, the tank... I feel like the tank role, whoever it gets banned, will really dictate what is being played that week. Week to week, we're going to have a new meta, a new game, essentially. Um, and players who are, or players and staff and coaches who understand the game really well are going to flourish. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Uh, going into especially season 21 which is when this is supposed to roll out um and then for the overwatch league it is gonna it's gonna change i don't i don't know exactly what their rules are if it's gonna be for like the entire season um or if it's gonna be for like a certain period of time um but yeah i'd rather i want to see what that plays out to be because let's just say if, uh, for example, the biggest one is like, oh, what if Doom gets banned? What does Chipsa do? <laughs> is he going to be a bench warmer? Like, um, because he's only known for playing that. Like, yeah, he can play Genji, but he made his name off of playing Doomfist. Or, um, yeah, like if you banned Reinhardt for one week, like super it's just like okay i guess we're playing winston or hammond um and then yeah it just puts a lot of pressure on the teams but i don't think it's going to be too crazy i think once again coaching staff is going to be the one who is going to be 
racking this in their mind. I think that it can stop teams or teams will essentially find the meta in like the first like two or three days and then just roll with it and figure out what it is. So you, your thoughts on the meta, essentially, if I'm if I'm understanding this right, is it's going to kind of be like goats where it's it's still the main thing, but with a little bit of variation. So like we had goats and then there was somber goats, essentially, is, is what you're kind of you're kind of getting at. Yeah, essentially, like we're going to have one meta that we know that is going to work uh, like 100 percent of the time. Um, there, there's nothing right now because uh, it's in a pretty balanced state. Um, but I feel like teams will have one go-to strategy, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then if, let's say, a hero is banned that week, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, that hero is banned, so we have to switch over and do something else. Um, and so they'll always know what the second best is, even if they don't have options to certain things. For me, I'm really not afraid because I'm very flexible in terms of the heroes that I'm allowed to play or the heroes that I can play. Um, but it does really come down to the team and making sure that we are a hundred percent ready to do whatever we're, we're going to do. So, um, for example, uh, I, a couple days ago, or actually it was yesterday after the Super Bowl, um, we, I hopped on, my friends finally got back from, from wherever the hell they are. Uh, they started school today. So I'm like, okay, we gotta, we gotta burn some steam, get the, get get everything (laughs) back together. I know school. Look at the freaking small children here. <laughs> Strokes beard in boomer. But <laughs> anyways, um, I was like, these guys are they they need to get their flow back, and we're just gonna we're gonna play a couple games. Um, but yeah, we've had a couple Hammonds in the game. We've had uh, we've been playing dive. We've been playing Rhinzaria. We've been playing a little bit of Arissa Sigma. Not as much, but. It's not like every map I have to pick Arissa or I have to pick Sigma. How do you think it's going to affect the league, league-wise? That was one of the things that I was like really questioning is like in terms of the league, they're going to be playing if they play offline or they play on competitive, you know, they're going to have a different pool than what we normally have. So, yeah. If anything, it's going to force them force teams to scrim a lot more. You might not see a lot of uh you might not see a lot of streamers streaming competitive play. They might just do like quick play or some other stuff just because mm-hmm. they don't want to mess with their own, um, you know, hero bands and stuff like that. Right. Um, Cause they're going to you know, know a week bef- in advance what heroes are going to be banned during their matches. The one thing that I'm really afraid of are for those players who are one tricks. Um, once again, I always go to Chipsa because he's the newest one and he's like the main easy target but he's the one um, that made the news for being a one trick when he was signed exactly um same thing with sparkle kind of he, he's been only known for playing doomfist um but it's like essentially it's like a targeted almost hero ban like let's say if a week before like zenyatta's ban um we understand that you know jonak can play ana right but you don't have that option to play Zen. Another thing that I'm really interested about is like if this does affect the college scene, um, because I think we still do play on competitive rules. Um, what would the case be? Like, let's say if we find a way how goats or whatever, um, where we where we find the best meta for a certain map, do tournaments other than you know, the Overwatch League enforce a hero pool. 
Uh, do they let the teams know ahead of the of the tournament, or do they just do it the the day of? I think it'd be more fun just to see it day of, just to differentiate themselves from the league and like show that they really have that edge. They can they can do it on the fly. As a spectator, that would be a lot cooler to see how they adapt. No, like just figuring out right then who's being banned. I feel like another thing that would be really interesting is to see if tournaments will enforce hero pools depending on the position of the bracket. Um, that might be an in, another interesting thing. Like the bottom mm-hmm. one is just like it's it's one it's a certain pool. You go to semis, it's a different pool, and then you go to finals, and it's a different pool. Um, that could be really interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I hope that with hero pools. Uh, for for my friends and stuff, we're a little bit split because some of us do like playing a certain hero on a certain map, and if that is no longer an option, we have to play a specific a different way. Um, and it might not be a hundred percent coordinated. That's that's the one thing that I'm kind of afraid of. There's always going to be an out. You'll you'll figure something out, but um, if your team was really all about you know death ball, uh, roll and push you ban those two you can't you can't play it it's just difficult for them uh, mm-hmm. but that all comes down to coaching and figuring out what what you're going to do right so. how do you feel about blizzard saying no pick ban phase and then essentially just saying hi we're going to do the banning for you uh that once again i feel like a pick ban phase wouldn't hurt um but I do understand that it would be very difficult for certain players and certain uh, certain people in general. So, like, if you said, oh, pick ban phase, um, it would be kind of hard to enforce, like, oh, who gets to ban the tank, who gets to ban support, right? Um, just because it is 1-1 one, one each. Um, what would have been completely weird is if they do, like, you have 1-1-1, one, 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 for each team, right? Um, yeah. So, like, attacking team, it doesn't matter which order it goes in, but you ban, you both ban DPS, or you both ban tanks first. So, one bans, like, Rhine, the other one bans Diva or something like that. Uh, your next one is your support, so you ban Ana, and then you ban Mercy. Uh, and then the two DPS ban, or you have one DPS ban because it will equal out two, but you take away, like, Doomfist, and may or something like that right um your tank pool is going to be smaller um and your support pool is going to be pretty small but you can always figure something out if we had that as an option uh making the hero pool smaller and also allowing the players to do it um there would be a lot of counter picks picking a lot more strategy going into a draft kind of scenario Mm -hmm. um but once again, you don't want to like completely ban out heroes that you don't have options for, and you can't just leave that non-roll locked either. Because if you had, for example, if you had eight total bans and everybody just picks supports, like everybody's just going to be running at each other, relying <laughs> on the yeah. relying on the only heals coming out from both a uh, soldier seventy six with his little kumbaya circle. Um, <laughs> that, that's all you're going to get. That would be hilarious. Um, it would be hilarious, but it would also be smashing. Yeah, just just the headshots only. Just get get your kills then then and there. Whoever picks ball, 
just surviving the entire time. <laughs> I mean, your support line at that point is Soldier Seventy Six and Moira, and no, not Moira, uh, Sombra, because you need you need you could hack the health packs. It'll be just a war of who can yeah. keep their health packs up. But I do feel like let the players decide what needs to be banned. Mandated hero pools can get really weird. Um, and they might also not know what the players want at that point because um, the, the players just have to kind of do what you do. Um, yeah. And they said that they're banning the hero the next week will be the hero that is played the most. Um, what the, well, what it, I feel they'll, like... They'll put it into a pool and they'll, they'll randomly select out of the data out of that data yeah. who who's most played in the last two weeks that's how they're doing it yeah and in my opinion i feel like that could be that could be weird like i understand like oh they want to put a bunch of characters in a hat and hope that it doesn't you know you, you rotate and get variety in a way but if it was just by like number of hours played by hero or time being played by hero you're gonna have just a flip-flop you're gonna have one week that's all death ball you have another week that's like all dive so Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm fine with that fine with the fact that like we're able to switch it up and the league and the players have to get used to it but uh i feel like we need the control in our hands as a player as as players in general um let blizzard banned two heroes a week and then let the players ban two on their own terms um that gives them a little bit of a a hybrid in both where they can say like okay if these guys really don't want this to be playable just don't allow that um but yeah it, it always comes down to like number of heroes available as well mm-hmm yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good hybrid system. Like as it stands, it feels like this is just hero band training wheels right now. Um, okay, so for the rest of the the dev update, uh, Jeff said that there are put they're putting in anti cheat measures coming in within the next couple of patches, and of course he can't talk about it because that defeats the point of having the anti cheat measures. Um, there is a workshop update incoming as well as updates to the replay system, which you can have pinned replays and share your replays with other people. And they're going to update the career profile screen heavily uh, and include new features. I think the only one he really mentioned was that you can finally sort the icons. So fun. Uh, Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty big update. Uh, Again, the overarching theme I felt was just, Jeff repeating ad nauseum, this is what you want, and we are listening to you. Uh, it feels kind of like just how the sheer number of times he said that feels kind of like an apology at this point, especially after uh, we saw stuff like the Game Awards, where for for community uh, responsiveness and and support, there were no nominations for Overwatch, and just how much we've complained to the dev team in the past and got nothing. Um, but it is good to see that at least now they are, they're not leaving us alone while they work on Overwatch 2. They are, they are acknowledging that there are things that need to be fixed and they are fixing them, hopefully. Yeah, I'm really glad that they're at least 
acknowledging the fact that they are constantly trying to make the Overwatch community better rather than just sitting in the shadows and twiddling their thumbs and hoping that, oh, well, they'll forget about it in a few weeks. But we're, it's one of those things where I saw uh, earlier today, it was like, man, I hate this game. And then it's just people logging into the same game. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we hate this game so much because we play it so much. And we understand, yeah. like, and knowing that devs um, aren't listening to what we want or, like, what could be good for the game um just makes the player base really mad which is why a lot of people including myself for a little bit of time uh got tired of overwatch and the fact that it was the same game for 10 years so like during the during the goats meta like it was fun for me because i was a reinhardt but during this double shield meta i hate playing orissa like that's not (laughs) not my cup of tea uh so i stopped playing overwatch competitively for a while I, i hopped on rainbow six uh, for a little bit and had fun um and then i came back to overwatch because they said oh things are changing again so i came back over um i've hit q and e a stupid amount of times when i shouldn't have because <laughs> rainbow six has taught me uh q and e in rainbow six by the way is shift like you you lean your body in that direction so uh-huh. if you're like peeking around a corner you hit e and you lean to your right and you can like look around a corner and then just like peek that and same thing with Q, you lean to your left. Um, so I was talking with a friend uh, who I played with, and he he was helping out with the trials, the uh, tryouts for the University of San Francisco. And he's like, mm-hmm. I was playing Hanzo, and Rainbow Six Siege mode came in, and I threw Dragon like straight up, like in the air. <laughs> like, and I'm like, dude, we, we got to hop back on the game so you don't do that. And he's like... <laughs> it's happened twice i've like (laughs) accidentally activated storm arrows i've uh and then other times he was playing mccree's like i flashed a wall twice uh (laughs) because i thought i can just peek around the corner Um, no uh, yeah it's just things like that it was it was pretty funny i think the replay system changing as well is going to help um if anything you can build your own little highlight reel um not gonna lie i had a couple of really cool plays coming back um that you know being able to share your replays other than having to that that's the one thing that i'm like really excited about is shared replays um right uh-huh. now the only way how to share a replay with your friends is to download the clip go on youtube upload the clip to youtube put it under unlisted so that it doesn't show up in your actual youtube thing and then you give that to your friends to go and see um that's a lot of work it is a lot of work and you can only do that when you are not in a group or queuing up so you have to like not be doing anything in order to get that to work you gotta Um, be really bored yeah or like the play has to be really good like really really good you have to be dedicated Um, to sharing that play yeah so i have a couple of those where i'm like yeah this is worth like keeping in an archive somewhere um but yeah, being able to do the shared replay thing is like now if I'm in a group, I can be like, uh, they'll be like, hey, did you you got play of the game as uh, did you get your highlight as Zarya, right? And if they're the Hanzo, right, and they're they're looking at it, they're like, hey, I want to see your positioning on this play, and I'm like, okay, well here here's the highlight, you can look at it, um, 
or like what was your positioning on this certain play if you got a highlight for it um i can show it off to my friends be like okay yeah at this point i was here so it looks good um we had we had a lot to sort through and if anything uh you could expect teams to start doing this like sharing replays have one like dedicated maybe like not even playing account where they just collect all the replays and then just have like a highlight montage video um i know that's so 2010s highlight or montage videos but uh yeah it it, it's there if you if you want to use it um we have we have access for it so yeah my my big wonder is that he keeps saying that the uh the there's going to be a big update to their career profile screen like i very rarely go on there um personally so i just what what can you really do aside from like pinning replays and sorting icons and just arrange just a different arrangement of your data but i guess we'll see what happens when they drop it and see what jeff is so proud of uh this is a tim Boyle hat time um allow icons to be purchased with competitive points instead hmm. of us having like right now if you want a certain icon you have to wait till that season happens or something and then buy it right yeah like you can't even you have to you have to pull it from the box you can't even like uh you can't even buy it yeah so, you can't even use your normal coins for it it's exactly. just a luck of the draw thing so if you want to make it something where just imagine if you have competitive points that you can use to trick out a specific um like icon like we know that top 500 like well i i know top 500 have like animated sprays and like you know the top 500 icon um but imagine if you could have like a have specific ones for each hero that has a slightly animated um thing that the only time that people actually look at your icon is when they're loading into this into the lobby right or the, right. the initial like screen right so you have something that is what two seconds long not even um a second that that's up there have an animated uh icon that way if when when you load in you say hey i've played this for this long i have uh i have the icon to to back it up i'm willing to spend my competitive points to do it a little bit of an incentive for players to spend their competitive points on something that isn't a golden gun because honestly golden guns are just meh at this point like everybody's got them if you played a certain amount of overwatch you have a golden weapon okay so china is once again in the news regarding overwatch and blizzard although not in not not as on on one hand pretty bad but also not as bad as the last time we talked about china um so unless you've not been paying attention to the news lately uh coronavirus is a pretty big thing in the world uh people i think so far over 200 people have died in china for it um they're closing borders everywhere they're turning flights away people who have been to china have to be in quarantine for about two weeks it's a big panic right now um currently they're trying to fast track a vaccine for it and that's going to take about a year even with the fast track before we can see anything commercially available uh testing would probably happen within the next couple months um so right now 
that's the big thing in the world. Now, we do have a couple of teams in China. Uh, last week, the Shanghai Dragons announced that they would be uh, moving their team to Korea, at least for the for the next foreseeable future, just to wait out the virus. Um, and then the Overwatch League said that they would not be hosting any of the homestands this week. Uh, they said, yeah. And then this week, this week they announced that they're not going to be hosting any of the homestands that were scheduled for February and March in China. Um, I don't think they've really announced what officially they plan to do. Uh, I haven't seen any announcement from the spark or the charge, whether or not they're relocating, but this is a pretty big thing to happen at the very beginning of overwatch league's homestand trial run. Yeah, I do understand that this is definitely something that Chinese teams are concerned about. Um, they they want to keep their players safe and they want to keep, you know, the, the public safe in general. Um, so they don't want people to be traveling over there, especially if there is, you know, the potential spread of a contagious disease. So it makes sense that they are canceling it. I do feel like they're... Uh, uh, th- this is us being like shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Um, if Blizzard Arena was still there, we wouldn't <laughs> we wouldn't have this problem. Um, shoulda but... kept it for at least another season. Exactly. I, I don't think they were ready. Um, and I feel like if anything, the the teams in China should relocate to Korea. I mean, Korea will take them with open arms. I I feel like. Um, they they will say like hey you know what it, if anything it brings more tourism uh korea loves their esports i mean they have like the best internet in the world um, they are esports they 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 live and breathe esports esports players are more are held at a higher regard than actual sports players over there okay they have so, to regulate the esports there they have to regulate their video games like kids are not allowed to stay up till past 10 playing video games yeah and pc bonds are a thing so uh you know we we don't have that kind of experience over here, but I feel like that you know the San Francisco Shock were boot camping over there. That's how impressive the Korean region is. You get players who are insanely talented. Um, plus, it's more like a it's the boxing kind of idea of shark tanking, where you just play games against like the craziest people, um, and they're not easy games, right? Like Korea is one of the hardest regions. Um, you play against them and you just get stronger. If anything, it will let the Chinese teams play on even crazier servers. Um, but the the only thing that it comes down to is the amount of uh of space that Korea Korea has in order to host them. Um, if you really do need to get off the island, I mean, try uh, you know, Japan is open. You can go. There's a whole oh. Asia left. Yeah, a whole yeah. Asia. You can go anywhere in Asia. Yeah. Uh, just waiting for Virtus Pro to sign them. They go to go back to Europe. Maybe you know. Uh, you can. You have a lot of options if you really do need to get out of there. Um, yes, it may mess up the whole uh, Pacific West uh, thing, but you know, you could always add more teams to Canada. You can go below the equator if you want to. Go to like. Go to. I wouldn't say Mexico, but like Brazil might enjoy a team. Um, I mean, there's a lot you know? of Asian presence in, or at least a, 
a lot of people of Asian descent in South America because of just a lot of the things that happened world history wise. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'd be glad to have some other Asian people down there. Yeah. And it, it would be really interesting to see the teams move over there. You have what, four teams? You have the dragons, the shock or no, the, the dragons, the charge, the spark and the hunters are all from China. So, they the dragons moved to Korea already. We need the other three to move somewhere else, uh, where they can still be, uh, you know, in their own region, but have uh, have a competitive scene and kind of still host home stands. Um, even if they are canceled for March or February and March, um, at least I feel like if they have something later down the line, they should find a new replacement or a new home for them. My thing is that just considering how much time, effort, money, etc. went into planning these homestands and now that they can't happen, like that's a huge problem. And that's another one of those things that I was worried about. Would these homestands be financially viable? Um, and it's like, it's not just me who was worried about that. Like I saw a tweet from Zoe. She said, booking venues, equipment, staff, et cetera, et cetera. Don't underestimate how much time and money goes into setting up these homestand events. Figuring out how and where the canceled matches will be played is not an easy feat. Like, just, this is a huge problem for the league right now. Um, what happens if if this keeps happening? Like what happens yeah. if issues like this pop up consistently, and then now not only are is there inconsistency in the league, like now these teams are losing money, and and just events that are supposed to happen are not happening. People are getting upset. Then just what does the league crumble into oblivion? Like you should have stayed at Blizzard Arena because you had a set, or or just like what we talked about in having just a couple of. Uh, of regional areas just by division like start small yeah. and grow bigger they i think they blew up too fast and this is this is one of those instances where it shows where the cracks in the system are yeah it's kind of a really it's a tough thing to discuss i honestly do want the lead to be successful um but i do feel like this is kind of a a greedier way of just trying to um I know that they want to bring the experience to the fans. Like a lot of the fans can't always travel to LA, but starting off smaller where they have like a home region um, to kind of start it off and then see how much engagement they get at each place. And then like you can have those fringe events. Like we had the, the Kit Kat uh, break weekend thing with the LA Valiant. Um, yeah. You, you had like, I think there was one in, uh, was it, new york i don't know um but yeah i feel like there there should be smaller venues and just see if people are engaged in that region um to vote or to kind of like support their favorite team it would also be less money for their travel uh to still have overwatch league games um but yeah it would be it would be really interesting to see teams play that way um but yeah, I, I do agree with you. I feel like they did blow up a little too quickly. But once again, if this becomes successful, if they find a way how to be successful with this, uh, I want to see the league continue. I mean, I, I would love to have... 
I, I don't want to say more teams, but you know, if there are more teams who want to join, uh, don't say no. We can we can still include them. I just feel like we just need a little bit more. We need more time. I feel like the the crowd, honestly, for our game is still a little young. Um, the Overwatch community. What? How long has Overwatch been out for? Like what? since 2016. So it's going on four years. Um. Yeah, I feel like we're still kind of in our infancy uh, in in a way. Like we have a solid like fan base. I feel like we just need to s- just slowly progress it into something else. Um not just blow up and hope that everybody loves it. Um I just I just hope that this doesn't blow up in their face. I just hope that it right. it goes according to Keikaku or according to fan or or according to plan, you know. Um, well, in in other news, the the outlaws have finally found a, a place to train. Uh, Flame posted to his Twitter account that they found an office space. They've set up and they're they're getting they're playing now. So, hooray! After after um the long saga of the outlaws being just having no home the the houston homeless they now have a place bless them yeah i just hope that they don't get like booted immediately i hope that they actually get to keep this place uh they're they're gonna get angry angry people coming up to them and just yelling at them again the people um, who kicked them out of their original home just follow them to the plaza and just protest them every day yeah, they just happen to also own that building. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it's it's not a, it's not up to code, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that the Outlaws found a facility. Um, they're honestly um, one of the teams that I'm really interested uh, in looking at this this year, uh, just because they have a very, they've changed up their roster quite a bit. They've um, changed up everything, like their ownership, the roster, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but the roster has, you know, now they have hydration, uh, along with Tay, with uh, Dante, and a whole bunch of just like very interesting pieces. Um, and then they have Harsha, um, which he he started out on the shock, uh, then he went to Vancouver, and now he's on the Outlaws. So it's interesting to see if his leadership will be able to take these pieces and make them into a championship team. Um, I, I think that, you know, once again, the Outlaws are going to be an interesting team to look at, and I'm glad that they now have a facility to call home. Fingers crossed, they're my team. Okay, moving on to our, our last bit of news for this week, and this one's a fun one. Um, in, in a post on the official forum, Cerberus437 asked Jeff, who is the best Overwatch waifu? And Jeff responded on his top three. Uh, now, Kevin, you haven't seen the list, correct? I have not seen the list. Who do you think Jeff put in the top three? Okay, I, I think that Jeff is kind of a quirky guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go with like the the initial picks. Like everybody, everybody and their mom would probably say Mercy, Widow, tracer right like those are okay yeah, the, the, okay maybe divas in that list too but um uh-huh i think jeff is a little quirky 
I think if you're saying top top waifus, I don't even know if. Okay, wait. First of all, could you tell me if they're all female? No, they're not. No. Okay. They're okay. Not. So, waifu can mean anything at this point. Um, and it's just like you know, and McCree could be a could be an cute waifu. I mean, we we've had. Uh, I I just want a McCree waiter skin, please. Um, but anyways. <laughs> We we had we had the whole thing with him in uh in the retribution Rialto one where he's yeah. like oh yeah I was a server once yeah just give it give give us that skin um but <laughs> yeah waifu okay I don't know if Jeff would have done it as a joke um or if it's like legit let me let me let me think about this okay I'm gonna say Jeff is a Jeff is a ta- kind of a tank player he's kind of a DPS player um okay. Uh, Reinhardt. Uh, May. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, no, and then. Uh, uh, the tracer. No tracer. Soldier seventy six. Okay, yeah. Reinhardt. May. Soldier seventy six. <laughs> is and is that an order from top to bottom? From like sure. one to three, sure. <laughs> okay, you got one of them right. Which okay. one do you think you got right? I think I think I got May right. Is May on that list? Yeah, you got the May correct. Okay. May was second. Okay, okay. So May is second. So I got okay. Um, okay. We'll we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, could could you give me the the category or like the uh? Okay, well, let's do the third spot then. Okay. Third spot is a DPS. DPS, okay. Um, I mean, you got the categories right for the other two. Okay, so the categories are correct? Okay. Yeah. We're going on full waifu, DPS. Uh, yeah. So and, they're, and they're not all female. No, they are not all female. <laughs> that, is, that is the hardest part. I'm like, God, what would, what would Jeff like? I mean waifu material um i mean widow 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 is just like it's a bit mercy 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 no mercy's not even on that okay so is their dps okay yeah (laughs) bastion is that your final answer is is bastion number three no it's not bastion okay i thought i thought jeff liked that um (laughs) Yeah, waifu material. Watch it be like Torbjorn. <laughs> I mean, the, the fan art, the fan it's art not, of Torbjorn it, is wild. It, it's a speedo Torbjorn, you know. It's it's a thing. that's that's a hole you don't want to go down. That's a rabbit but, hole you just don't want to to I, peer I think, into. I think Jeff is already like knees deep in that hole. I mean, <laughs> all right, yeah. uh, uh, DPS line. It's obviously got the most characters, so that's why I'm like racking my brain over this. And it's not all female, no. Um, so it's making me doubt like certain people. Is is the DPS role one male or female? Could you tell me that? All right, I'll give you that one. It's a female. Okay, okay. So that means the last one is is a male. Um, jeez, making my life difficult. Okay, okay. Farah? I wish. 
Okay. No. Symmetra. Sim? That Sim? would make sense for for Jeff for how much she gets buffed, but no. It's okay. So now I'm cutting my okay, so there's only Ash, Sombra, Tracer, and Widow left. Um uh Jeff Jeff, Widow I mean your poster child, Tracer? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Tracer. Okay, so, so moving on to our top spot. Okay, so underneath the fact that May and Tracer I bet it's Winston. Because final answer is that your answer? If, okay, that okay. One? If if Reinhardt did not make that list, I feel like it's Winston. It's not Winston. It's not. It's not Winston. Is it Hog? No, it's not Hog. What? Hammond? It's Hammond. Oh, come on, it's dude. Hammond, May, and Tracer. Come on, Jeff. Okay, dude. That's a. It's a hamster and a ball, dude. <laughs> I saw uh, one of the comments I was reading. It's like, really? Really? You, you put the rat over Tracer? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just Jeff. I know Jeff is into control. some weird stuff, but uh, Wrecking Ball? It's a uh, hyper-intelligent hamster? Like, oh, okay, man, whatever floats your boat. I'm feeling like you you watch Rick and Morty, right? Uh, I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, the uh, interdimensional cable. Yep. Yeah, so for those yeah. of you who haven't watched Rick and Morty, um, there's an episode where they, they kind of look into different universes and dimensions. And there's a universe where um, hamsters live inside people. They ride around inside people and they like enter and exit through the butthole. Um that, that's where I think Jeff is going with this. I, I think he's... Knowing Jeff, he's probably seen the episode and he probably got the inspiration from that. Um, but yeah, that that's his top three waifus. Not who... N- not who I might have chosen, but like... Okay. Okay, Jeff. It's on the internet now, so it's going to follow you forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to... That's gonna... You're going to carry that weight as the final uh, frame of Cowboy Bebop would say. Yeah. Um, See, my waifus would have been Tracer. Uh, it's it's the standard Tracer Mercy Diva. That's my that's my top three waifus. You didn't put Farah in your waifu list? I No, no. I mean, like. No, she's like four. She's number four. She's she's underneath everyone. OK, just, she takes just the fourth spot. Barely, barely making that list. Yeah, I can see the 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 Diva Mercy Tracer as like the go-to. Um, that's the meta. That's the meta. That, that, the, that's the, the meta. That's the waifu meta. I understand if we need to have uh, hero pool bands. If, for example, <laughs> if uh, let let's just say, for example, this week's hero pool bands are Tracer, Brig, Diva, and Mercy. Right. Oh, you mm. you still have May. Um. I guess my my DPS pick, I uh, mean tank picks. There's only Arissa or Zarya, and one of them's only a month old. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going Reinhardt, and then for let's see, yeah, yeah, it it would be if those are banned. It is May Reinhardt. Um, man. I still got. I still got to pick a pick a support. I mean, I'm I'm not really into Moira. I think Anna, just because like sleep dart might be helpful. 
in terms of me like getting actual sleep, it's just like ah, that and tea. She, I, I'm a tea guy. She's a tea guy or tea tea person. Uh, she has candy. Yeah, she has candy. Uh, so yeah, uh, the 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 meta. If if the if those four are in the hero rotation ban pool, we're going we're going Ryan, Ryan on a May. Uh, that that's that's just the uh okay. the meta. No, no hamster. Uh, <laughs> take sure? take note. Take note. No hamster. No Winston. Uh, I'm I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. Uh, bipedal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If if that's our hero ban, uh, my wife Umena would be. Farah, Widow, and probably Ryan. Ryan would round that round that out. The the hair you can't say no to the hair. No, and like just that personality just shines through. Exactly. Plus, plus, uh, you know, if you if you if you call, he must answer. Yep. <laughs> oh man, just the hamster, dude. The hamster, number one yeah. spot. Whatever floats your boat, Jeff. I mean, I think this is definitely the, the most important Overwatch news this week. Is that Ham <laughs> Ham is the is the key waifu of the game? It is uh their initial pick. Oh God, that's what if that's like our new Overwatch skin, our our, our league skin is waifu Hammond. Waifu Hammond. Uh, what what would the theme of it be? Would it be like I would just slap the uh the the diva pink skin on on the actual Hammond ball, and then like figure out what to do with the 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 actual mech part of it. Uh huh. I can I think see. It would be... I can... Oh yeah, go for Hammond it. Hammond in a schoolgirl outfit. Another school or no? We we ha- we've done schoolgirl. We've done nurse. What's another popular waifu? No, no, no. We need we need schoolgirl wrecking ball, but like, um, when he pops out and does that running emote, you know, he's got to have toast in his mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a way to go. Um, I don't know what else you can do to Hammond to to make him more attractive than he already is. Or you uh, could you could do a you could do a Rick and Morty themed skin, except the ball is just Jeff. You know what I'm going. Jeff's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff just curls up in a ball. It, that'd be some nightmare fueling game, though. Like, just imagine a pile driver Jeff. <laughs> just Jeff's uh, coming down head, face first into the ground. When it hits the ground, it says, uh, "Make heroes weaker." <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're, they're, he gets the uh, the voice emote. Hi, uh, this is Jeff from the Overwatch team. Yeah, it's just whenever you you hop back into it. <laughs> oh man, uh, we we went down the hole just like Jeff. Uh, <sighs> hopefully, we don't. Drag uh, just kicking and screaming down this rabbit, this, this hamster hole. If that's Jeff's number one waifu, we won't knock it as as long as as long as he gives us a radical meta and the fact that we're having hero pools and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. I feel like it, it. It's fine. We'll let this slide, but the community will not. <laughs> yeah, let's. Well, we won't yuck your yum, Jeff. We we know, we know how the community be sometimes. Episode eighteen. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anything else we'd like to add before we uh, we end season one of our podcast and 
Oh yeah. Also, January is finally over. Yeah, that yeah. Night. January is over. Yeah. Um, what what I'm really excited for is just watching some of some of the the Overwatch League returning. If anything, I'm really happy to have that come into play again. Um, what I'm not looking forward to is uh everybody just watching the league and then us developing a meta again. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we're at a point in the game where we can be more fluid um it's because we don't have the overwatch league um but i feel like once the league comes back people are gonna like the pros are gonna be playing a certain way it's gonna dictate the way how we play in our competitive games um i just hope that it's not double shield again but yeah we we won't know until the actual season starts which will be by the way uh it will be on the 8th and 9th so if you guys want to catch those games, uh, check them out. Let us know what you think. Go on YouTube. They're not going to be on Twitch. Just a reminder. Yeah. That's a that's a big change for us for the most part. It's the fact that we have to go on YouTube instead of Twitch. That wraps it up for this week, though. This That wraps it up for this season. Uh, yeah, this season. Yay. Yeah. We're on season three of Overwatch League, and we are done with season one of this podcast. Woo! Thank you to everyone who's listened so far, and... Uh, we will we're looking forward to doing a season two and go we don't have an off season we don't have that that season break like tv shows will do so we're gonna go right into it next week yep we will we will see you after the first games in dallas and new york awesome awesome thanks for tuning in this week and uh can't wait to see you after the season starts yep see ya Next week, we finally start the Overwatch League with the homestands in Dallas and New York. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Like what you hear? Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. That's B-L-E-A-V in OWL. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. Interested in advertising with the show? Please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.